Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I am here tonight excited to wrap up step number three, Connection with integration tonight, and I am excited to have that conversation with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. I just gave myself permission to do nothing today, and it was awesome. (laughs) I love it. You rarely give yourself permission to do that, so I fully support Uh, that. Oh. Well, awesome. Yes, we had a wonderful uh, Christmas together as a family and got to spend some good quality time together um, watching homework movies and um, talking around the table and eating yummy food and exchanging gifts. So um, a wonderful, wonderful day yesterday and season. And it is all about connection. Mm-hmm. Our guest tonight, we have had on the show before, but we're super excited to have her back. So please welcome Tara Jarvis. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about this topic. It seems like it's the perfect time of year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're in week 52, so... Um, there's probably going to be a lot of people reflecting and doing some completion exercises. and So it's a great time to launch this little discussion off. Yes, yes. And um, Tara, tell us, um, what, tell the audience again, what is it that you get to do and who is it you get to serve? Well, I am uh, a certified life coach, and I help successful women leaders in the second half of life navigate challenging life and career crossroads or changes to break through to what's next uh, with some clarity and confidence. And that's so that they can live fearlessly and choose what's most important to them, stand tall, and take control over their schedule and change their financial situation to support their goals if they need to. And I primarily Mm. work privately with clients right now. So I love what I do. I love seeing breakthroughs happen, and I do believe, like you guys know, with coaching, and it really fit really well when I was kind of mapping out tonight's conversation because, of course, we can do all this stuff by ourselves, but when you do it with somebody that has a real strong listening for you, which is the role that we play as coaches, it's a privilege uh, to be the sounding board and to look for blind spots and uh, help accelerate the process of discovery and awareness um, as you do that self-reflective kind of work. So um, I'm blessed to be able to do it. I love it. Yeah, I agree. Seeing the breakthroughs, having people connect the dots between, you know, their limiting beliefs and what is really possible and um, what can help them get there is just amazing. Terry, what were you going to say? Well, I just said that, um, you know, that's so true. 
uh, being, I, I like to call it my third act, uh, not the second half of my yeah. life. I call it my third act, <laughs> just my, uh, you know, working in plays and doing a lot of uh, theater. It's just there is that need for transition, that need for clarity, that uh, commitment that uh, there's there's still so much to do, you know, and it doesn't matter that you've reached a certain point in your life on the age, you know, sector. What matters is the clarity of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish with your life. Yeah, Terry, I mean, I think we mentioned this when we were together in October that I think we have, you and I have an opportunity to maybe put our heads together around this a little bit because I do believe there's ageism that we get confronted with. And I do Mm -hmm. think that there's a whole untapped resource when you look at whether it's labor, paid or unpaid, whatever, there's a lot of people that aren't traditional, conventional retirees that have a lot to still give. And those are the people that I'm trying to let see that there's something else. And the one thing that I've distinguished for myself as well as my clients this year is that if you had a really unhealthy relationship at work and you don't see an alternative way to work, you're going to be terrified about either retiring and taking on something and doing Mm -hmm. it the same way. And it's the Dave Ramsey quote that I always like to use is that retirement in America has come to mean save enough money so you can quit a job you hate. Well, if you love what you're doing and you could do it and have the time freedom that you want, which you got to bump up against the I only want to work part-time or can I be contract or whatever, there's some structures that are inherent that squeeze out a big part of the labor pool that really has a lot to still contribute. For sure. I think I was talking, I don't know if it was last, week but we were talking about there's this lack of and I don't mean it's everywhere because I'm not want to generalize but there is a lack of appreciation or respect for older people that have a lot of wisdom to give and in some cultures they're revered and that people go to them for decision making and for it to have their advice for their life experience and in some ways, that is not the, the norm in our culture, and I think that's something that could be remedied that would really help a lot of young people rather mm-hmm. than old and obsolete, looking at people that have matured and been successful and transitioned to continue um, serving and doing the things they love to do. You know, let's let's celebrate that and let's get that out there to where we can help young, you know, young entrepreneurs or even middle-aged, you know, people that that are struggling with not liking their job and having that idea that retirement is, you know, something just to get out of what you're doing instead of loving right. what you're doing. You know, like Rhonda says, love what you do before you change into something, you know, before you want to change or quit right. something. Learn how to love what you're doing, and yeah, I'd love to to coordinate some things with you and connect on that. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I think we could do some fun stuff. Anyway, Kelly, I didn't mean to take that sideways, but I just I do believe it is. Well, it's a connection. It's a connection that's missing. You know, it's a connection that's missing, and mm-hmm. um, and that connecting with. I mean, there are people that there are people that re, that really respect maturity and experience, and they. But it's not the norm, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that connecting with people. I mean. You know, there are people, a lot of people older than me that I really respect and connect with and admire and look to them for 
you know, experiences that will help me to be be more um, clear on my on my vision. So I know it it does occur, but not it's not the norm. All right. All right. So just one last thing on my definition of um, kind of what I do is that I I consider myself and I have a very strong value to be a connector. Um, I consider myself an uber connector. I'm very well resourced. I'm always learning and growing and making connections and trying to understand what people are doing, and I have a pretty big bank of resources. And so when I meet people and I feel that they should – connect with somebody, I'm always doing uh, introductions and connections uh, to try to connect people that I think can help them because I, the benefit of all that is to, if you can do anything faster than on your own, that's, that's what I want to be able to help. So I like the problem-solving aspect of that. I like the social aspect of that. And uh, so I am a connector as well. I, and I did just mm-hmm. this, like listen to the prior episodes this week, this month. So I do understand um, the integration piece that we want to talk about tonight around connection and what was shared in those other sessions. And I think it was uh, love and possibilities as well as giving and receiving. And uh, we'll make sure that we touch on those. Um, But when I did my prep work, I'm not going to kid you, I believe it all starts with individual Mm self-awareness. Connecting with um, so that's yeah, kind of where it's it always starts with us. Yeah. Yeah, it always starts with men. And connecting with ourselves is going to make the connection with everything else possible. We have to connect right. in with ourselves and really ask ourselves those those deep, complicated questions every once in a while um, to be able to reconnect with all of the things that are outside of us um, or connect with those things that are in our core. We have to ask ourselves, is this still important to me? Is this still a priority? Is this still a part of who I am? Um, Uh Or have I transitioned or shifted to a different, you know, even if it's the slightest degree of a a shift, have I shifted? and is that okay with me, or do I want to shift back? You know, when we can have these moments of connection with ourselves, then that makes being in alignment so much easier, right? Because if we're mm-hmm. not connecting with ourselves, then how do we know if we're in alignment with our values? How do we know if we're in alignment with who we are and where we want to go? If we're just, if we're just going with the you know, going motion by motion, you know, in survival mode or even just with our blinders on or however you want to say distracted and we're not connecting in with ourselves, then what are we even doing? Do we even know what we're doing, you know, or are we just going so much, you know, I, I, I can't remember how you say that. Because um, I keep wanting to say going with the flow, but that's not the word I want. But um, but anyway, well, if if we're not, if not aware, then you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really do think that um, the connection piece, and when I you know I was doing my work because I do it was about connecting 
with yourself and others, right? And when you start to look at love and possibilities and giving and receiving, there's a give and take with all of that. And um, I was, you know, I, I, I came to the connection. I, this was the last thing Terry said on last week's episode is that we are all connected. And I heard somebody say one yeah. time, we all bleed, we all, we all bleed red blood, right? We're, we're all here. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're all connected by the humans. And that always reminds me, of the quote that I like to use, which is that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, and the human mm-hmm. experience is fine. So um, we come in, and then I also know we come in alone and we leave alone. There's nobody going to walk those paths with you. But while you're here on this earth having a physical experience, we require social support. It was one of the big impacts of the pandemic. That human mm-hmm. connection, you know, and Zoom doesn't cut it. You know, I mean, it was months wow. before I could hug granddaughters, and I live by myself. So there, the, we are human, and there's a huge need to have this emotional connection with other people emotionally and in a kind of a, not a non-physical intimacy way, but a, just an emotional connection with other people. And, and to look, and I, I think the secret is to look for how we're similar as a baseline and then be curious about differences and ask, seek why, seek learning, understand it, and, uh, and then from there value those differences, not make it be a win-lose. This is the week today a friend of mine posted on Kwanzaa just started, right? I don't know a lot about those traditions and those, but there's obviously there's candles involved, there's gift giving. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of similarities about how that expression is happening in that community of people. Mm-hmm. So just being curious about how people are connecting with themselves, with family, with colleagues, with friends. Um, I think I think it's just a it's the gift of who we are, and I think mm-hmm. I posted. On, on social media, a little bit of a different spin on this is that we're not we're not humans trying to be spiritual. We're spiritual beings trying to be human, and we have mm-hmm. to be back principles. We have to be compassionate. It's not going to be easy. You know, we have to be learning all the time. We have to admit when we don't know things. We need to be responsible for our actions and our impacts. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was. And I, I, but I do believe that if we aren't solid as an individual in any kind of a community interrelationship, that being with a child, with an adult, with a family member, with a coworker, with a colleague, you can, you will be influenced by this other person if you don't have a very strong grounding around, you know, your needs, your wants, your desires, your, uh, you'll, you'll you'll meld yourself to get along because of that social imperative, if that makes sense. And so mm-hmm. having this real yeah. strong sense of identity and who you are and what you want, and a lot of times there's not going to be some people around you that agree with you. I mean, I can think of numerous times in my life when, you know, I'm trying to get promoted or I'm going to school or I'm doing this. None of my peers cared about any of that stuff. So you have to find your peers. You've got to find the people that are going to be aligned with that. Because without it, it can yeah. be 
mm-hmm. honesty, which to me is be, is telling yourself the truth and mm-hmm. being willing to tell yourself the truth and then personal accountability. And when we can, you know, I heard you say all of those words. And mm-hmm. I think that really helps us to, to move and connect with our, our passion, our purpose in our relationships and society that connect with that willingness to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, to me, the 12 steps are pretty inspirational in far, as far as being really aware, willing, connected, and, and moving forward. Because every, I can look back now and look at the, what I might have at the time felt were just overwhelming challenges, and now mm-hmm. I can look at them as a, you know, I can see the gift that was in those challenges. Life, mm-hmm. like like you said, took a 45-degree angle or even an 80-degree angle. But it now that I can look back at that, I can see how that that's how I ended up where I am today. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's a part of that journey and then honoring each component of that journey and recognizing each thing as a gift. While we're here on this earth for the purpose, you know, depending on your belief system, I believe I'm here to learn to love you know, to love God, to love myself, to love others, and then to turn around and serve. Mm-hmm. And as I'm on that journey, um, I can look back at my challenges, my disappointments, my, you know, heartbreaking grief, and say, that was really a gift, because look how it's helped me to be where I am today. And I'm really happy where I am today. And yeah. to be able to say, well, that's because of this, and this, and this, and now I can see that. So I'm more willing to look at at any opportunity or challenge that comes along then as a gift to uh, continue this journey. The question of what am I, what am I supposed to be learning, you know, Mm -hmm. from this process relating to you as well, because it took me a while after I lost my husband, you know, I thought I'd failed because he didn't live. I mean, how unrealistic was that? Uh, But you have these like mindset traps that allow you to get really entrenched in being safe and, um, you know, being insecure or whatever, whatever it mm-hmm. might be. I, you know, when I came to the realization that my walkabout is my walkabout and I was only together in that relationship for the time that I had and that I would mm-hmm. be where I'm at if it wasn't because of that relationship and the relationship ending. And so where is mm-hmm. it that I'm going? It, takes, it really takes a while to get to that. But and it takes this work that you have to do with really, and I don't like to like label it emotional intelligence. I just, you have to have such a deep interpersonal relationship with yourself to really know and understand, oh, that's that, I don't know what to do raising its ugly head. Well, everybody knows that, you know, if you've done it once, you're going to figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. figure it out not stuff, right, but we, those mindset traps and hacks that we have to do um, really keep us stuck, right? And so you have to have this real intimate relationship with yourself and almost like an observer. They talk about it being an observer in meditation, not, you know, not in the middle of it. But you're really looking for what do you really want? What do you really mm-hmm. desire? And not let anybody else talk you out of it. If you change your mind, that's one thing. But that's why these like-minded communities are really big. And, you know, I, I gathered up some a couple of things while I was getting ready for this. And um, one of them was some old research that I had about brain science. And there, 
there's nothing in the news right now that isn't scary, right? You've got the pandemic still looming. Uh, there's evidence right now that says that we all jumped into the frying pan way too soon without really recovering. Mm-hmm. And that if we're deflated and lack energy, and it, we, we might not have even had COVID, still have an effect of the pandemic. So what's that all about? And then you've got the war, and then you've got the economy, and the savings are dwindling. You know, all this fear that's real, it's not make-believe. Um, but the reality is, is that our conscious mind is only 5% of our brain's capability. 95% of what's going on in the brain is unconscious, which means some kind of a regular commitment to a practice that allows you to go deep into that unconscious space and try to influence it in some way with mindset or emotional work. It's, it's, it's the work that I really love about Rhonda's work with the wheels because you really understand the triggers and the behaviors. And what I'm here to say is that those triggers are the same triggers at work, with spending, with, with money, with work, everything. Those same triggers are the same triggers that are messing you up every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. Whatever those are, they stop you, and they're doing exactly what the brain's supposed to do unless you can go deeper, you know, into the, into the unconscious mind and look at how you're going to influence decisions and everything in a way that makes it meaningful for you. And I think that's the thing mm-hmm. that we have because I think with the pandemic, we slowed down a little bit, but we very quickly – resumed, you know, warp speed. And the challenge is that our dreams and desires and intentions, hearts, desires, they're hidden from our view by the weight of everyday life if you let them. Which means you have to be intentional about really getting in there and not letting them be blocked. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, well, I ladies, just, I love where this conversation is going. At we are out of time, so okay. I am sorry, but we're going to have to get it wrapped up here. But okay. um, <laughs> do you have any one last thing that you would like to share? Well, yeah, I just, I mean, I I pulled out my Rhonda cards. Obviously, I'm a big fan, and it was related to a friend who had put something on social media, and it's. It's perfection or connection. You can't have both. Yeah, I love that card. (laughs) You can only connect with another person if you're willing to be vulnerable and authentic and real, which means you have to know your own shit, excuse the expression. You have to know when you're, you know, not being real and not being true and not being authentic. And, you know, awareness is the first step in the transformation process, too. So we do a lot of deep work in what are those desires you want what do you need so it's too important it's easy to skip over and then all of a sudden you're defining success and you're valuing yourself based on somebody else's definition of it absolutely yeah so let our audience know how can they get a hold of you 
All righty. Um, I have a couple things. One, you can you know, check out my website. I have a couple of free gifts up there. I have a transformation journal that you can download. Uh, I also have a fulfillment formula audio program that's up there. Uh, following me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram is good. I do. I did find something that I created a while ago, which is a passion assessment, which is a few questions about how to get under the covers of what this might look like for you. If somebody's interested in that, let them DM me, either Facebook or, or LinkedIn or whatever, and I'll, I'll make sure you get a copy of that. And uh, you can book a complimentary coaching session, you know, talk about what's going on with you. If I'm not the right person, I'll suggest somebody that might be. So that would be kirajarvis.com slash free session. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Kara. And please feel free to post um, links to um, any or all of those things in the group so oh. that our listeners can have easy click access. We'll do that. So thank you, Terry, for being here mm-hmm. with me tonight. Always love being here with you. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps of Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. If you would like to know more about Terry and I, please go to fearlessgenerations.org, and you can find out all kinds of stuff there about us and what we do and what we provide for all of you wonderful people and listeners out there. Uh, we um, hope that you are in our Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, and are following us on Instagram and LinkedIn as well under Fearless Generations. So thank you, everybody. We will be back next year, <laughs> yeah. next month, and mm-hmm. we will be doing step four, which is compassion. So have a great week. Until then, enjoy your new year. And until then, be fearless. Happy Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.